0: All right. They do not preach that their God will rouse them a little before the nuts work loose. And more generally, how to allocate resources when the real deadline is unknown. They do not preach that their God will rouse them a little before the nuts work loose. That's from a poem. I don't read poetry very often, but it was quoted in a science fiction book, and so I had to read that poem. Had to. Got to read that poem. By Rudyard Kipling. Never heard of him before this. The Sons of Martha. Like 1907. And it was quoted in the book a couple of times, The Legacy of Harrowat, which I did read. Audible. Uh, By Niven et al., And I think a question that goes hand-in-hand with that is how to allocate resources when the real deadline is unknown. What's a real deadline? Um, Not the one that you set for yourself or someone else set for you. This is Retrace segment number 20. Um, It's Sunday, October 16th, 2020 at 11.27 p.m. Eastern Time. And retrace is about what's going on out there. Retrace, not retrace or whatever the heck I just said. Man, I do that a lot at the beginning of these things. I don't know why. Um, the deadline problem. I don't know. There's, okay, so there's probably some authority, intellectual authority out there who's given this, this idea that we're going to talk about here, a, a different name, maybe a better name. I don't know. I can't imagine a better name than the, de- than the deadline problem. But I, I don't know who has done this, who has talked about this. And I'm not even sure I'm going to clearly articulate it, but I'll do my best here. Okay. The deadline problem. What is the deadline problem? I, oof, I should have opened with that. Okay. Um, uh, it. I don't. It's okay. I'm looking at like what, how I walk through it. Let me let me just put it to you in in a sort of series of statements that almost sort of form a logical chain, but but sort of get at the idea. Um, and I, you know something I call the logic of the fog or the the fog of the future. So just hear this out, and then we'll get more serious. Statement number one: Deadlines are in the future. Great. Statement number two: The future is largely uncertain. Statement number three: The deadlines, which are in the future, are largely uncertain. Deadlines are in the future; future is uncertain. That's a syllogism, right? If statement number four: If, day, uh, if deadlines, not deadlines, if deadlines are uncertain, allocating resources is uncertain. And finally, allocating resources. Statement number five, allocating resources changes deadlines. That's not an argument. Part of it is, but part of it is also sort of findings. I don't know. How do you, alloc- the, the deadline problem is what I said at the top. It's That is really the best articulation of it that I've got so far, that it's, we don't have a way of allocating resources when the real deadline is unknown. That's a problem. Now, I'm not saying, of course, that we don't muddle through. We don't get by. We don't don't manage to allocate resources despite the deadline problem. I'm saying, this is serious. We just talked about nature is not effing around. And if you think about it, I mean, let's, let's talk about the hypotheses from that perspective. Nature is not effing around. What is, that? what is that? It's easy. You don't have to, I don't have to construct some complicated elaboration of the idea. Hypothesis number one, space. Humans are now technologically capable of living in space. Nature is not effing around. What does that mean against hypothesis number one? We're now able to live in space. Well, our environment has expanded dramatically. Space is the rest. Our environment before space. Some people say, gosh, who said this? No, I think it was, oh, who's the guy? Zubrin? I think he said it in um, one of his, you know, Case for Mars or Case for Space, that our environment is not the Earth. It's actually the solar system. If we want to think about what our... uh, what is, what is it, how should we properly demarcate a boundary? Our environment, it should be the solar system, not the earth. Because you know, big things happen in the solar system all the time that affect us, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But we're now capable of living in space. Now, we haven't left the solar system, but it's just sort of a matter of life support systems and resource grabbing along the way. And maybe some hibernation or something like that. That changes the game. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about this. So, um, the, uh, it's right next to me? No, it's not right next to me because I just put it away. Darn it. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. What is the, the, um, Death's End is the third book. And it is... The Dark Forest this is the second book. And what's the first book? Crap, this is embarrassing. I really love this series, and I don't remember. I just... It, uh, darn it. Hang on, hang on. I do have access to the internet. Death. I'm just. It's just because I'm on camera, I forget these things. I don't forget these things when I'm working through my life. It's... Remembrance of Earth's Past series the three-body problem three-body problem sorry. sorry 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 i love the three-body problem and and i'm just it's just because i'm on camera that i forget the three-body pro- one of the things that happens in the, ooh, i don't want spoiler alert if you haven't read the three-body problem series um spoiler alert uh one of the things that happens is that essentially some humans become n- native not necessarily by birth but by by adaptation in within lifetimes not evolutionary adaptation but you know cultural and and, and psychological adaptation become native to space okay and it it changes everything whoa totally changes everything think for a second you're out in space you need resources nature is not effing around that is the perfect okay listen if you don't know go read the book it's fantastic it's on audible it's easy and the second one's the best. It's like Star Wars. The second one was the best. You know, the, um, Return of the... Not Return of the, uh, Empire Strikes Back is the best. And then the Death's... Not Death's End, but The Dark Forest is the best. In this. Enough. Okay. Uh, so nature's not effing around space that's how you put you make humans native to space and not the earth and keep some humans on the earth and have those other humans native to space not you don't have to go generations it's not biological evolution they just have to change their minds whoa whoa things get real nature's not effing around okay hypothesis number two technology human technology risks are growing faster than their mitigation by the way if you want the short version versions of all these hypotheses our web, go to our website it's one of the blog posts it's got the word brief in it just search um command f or control f on a web page by the way a lot of people don't know that they can't like they they want to they don't know that you can search a whole web page and a lot of documents just by control f or command f um do that it's easy it's great uh okay technology human technology risks are growing faster than their mitigation that's easy artificial intelligence kills us all Nanotech kills us all. Genetics makes up superhumans who can kill us all. That's easy. Um, hypothesis number three, death. Human lifespan is being prolonged by new technology. Again, easy if you've got some people who are living 150 years and other people who are living 150 months. you know that though, Who's going to win in a contest between the two? No matter what the numbers are in the latter group, you know, blah, blah, blah. 150 months is not long enough to have more numbers. But anyway... Hypothesis number four, China, easy, you know, a global war between... Okay, so we can keep going down the hypothesis list. Civil war is the next one. Environment, you know, we're changing our environment more quickly than we can adapt to it. Depends on which environment, though. What's our environment? Is it the solar system? Is it the earth? Or is it is space itself? Because, you know, the solar system is more space than, than anything else. Um betterment is hypothesis number seven. Some things make the future better than the past. Conversely, nature's not effing around. To make something some part of the world or the universe better is to also to, you know, to leave behind the part that's that wasn't good. I don't know. Forget that. I I, I can't finish that thought. Um. And on and all the way down to hypothesis number two. I'm, if I go through all these, it's just going to, it's going to fill up the whole segment. Um, we'll we'll do that later. The deadline problem. How do you allocate resources when the real deadline is unknown? How do you allocate resources you, us, whatever we groups you're a part of? Are you, you know, what's your What's your group? What's What's your unit? I mean, what's, what's your civilization? You know, Carol, no, I'm not talking about Carol Quigley because then I have to talk about too much what's your civilization not your country which civilization are you a part of 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 which civilization are you a part um do you just think of yourself as being like a member of a family what happens when the power goes out you know if, if unless you're just going to sit in the house and hope you're going to become quickly a part of the people the, the community of people around you but not the whole community because there are going to be bad guys there Nature is not effing around. You're not going to be... Your we is... Well, unless you're a bad guy. Screw you, bad guys. But don't worry. I, I know you're out there. We all know you're out there. Sometimes you listen to podcasts and watch YouTube. You're not... You're not a part of one we and... And your we, your group we can change. How do you allocate resources in that group? Individually? For yourself but then in the group and then the multiple groups and then i mean it's hard right you got to do a bunch of math if you want to do it perfectly even taking into consideration the mathematical ways of dealing with things like uncertainty which exist, but they're like they're laborious and they're usually not necessary we're usually just sort of shooting from the hip sort of uh heuristics and biases style kahneman and tversky i don't know how to pronounce tversky's last name Tver- which is tversky as far as i'm going to pronounce it um, we're shooting from the hip. We're not doing the math. But suppose we could. Suppose we we develop you know the right apps, or you know a, a user interface for the for software that does a really good job doing the math on decision theory, that and, and applying decision theory in a practical way. The way that um you know cell phones be applied communication theory and and other things in a practical way to our daily lives, and improve them thereby. How do you allocate resources? You don't know when the deadline is. You don't know when the real deadline... I'm not talking about measure what matters, and OKRs, and all these other things that belong on margin. I shouldn't bring them up on retrace. But how do you allocate resources if deadlines are in the future, the future is largely uncertain, the deadlines, which are in the future are largely are therefore largely uncertain and also by the way if deadlines are uncertain allocating resources is uncertain and allocating resources changes deadlines there's a there's a oh man the guy who talked about deliberation look in the pdf notes i'm going to go dig this up philosopher what was his book about i think it was about time paradoxes of time and he talked about and oh it wasn't how do i not know it's Because it was two years ago that I read it, or three, four, I don't know. But I'll dig it out. I know I can find it easily. I just I can't remember which philosopher did that book. It wasn't, was it Horwich? No, it doesn't matter. Um, deliberation can change. Forget that. I, I i can't go into that. allocation Allocating resources changes deadlines. What's a toy example? Um, let Well, it's easy. There's a train coming at you. And you devote some calories to getting out of its way. Now, no, it's better. The IIHS, this is better. Um, You can, if you're in the market for a car, you should go in the United States. I don't know how well this will translate outside of the United States, but you you can find an equivalent. Um, It translates well in Australia. Um, If you're in the market for a car and you care about safety, uh, then... You should consider the reviews and, um, and, I mean, they're, they're, they, reviews is like too weak a word for what they do. The QA, the quality control tests that they do, that the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety does on new vehicles. And one of the things you can watch is super slow motion crash tests all day long of every vehicle you would, you know, that they've tested, which is all the new ones. Um, what you're watching there when you watch like the small front overlap that's the key accident by the way if you're interested in this stuff the small front overlap Um, you're watching a deadline unfold there's a deadline for that car and the poor dummies oh man it's going at 40 miles an hour I think they still I don't know it's been a while but I think they still test at 40 but by the way 40 miles an hour is so low like think about the accidents you might be in especially small front overlap you know two lane highway stuff Forty miles an hour is not the speed you're going to be going. You're going to each be going forty miles an hour, so the collision is going to be eighty miles an hour. But anyway, that's not what they test. They test forty miles an hour into a brick wall and not full frontal, you know, collision, partial overlap, um, and and which it does a lot more damage because all the energy or most mo- a lot more of the energy is crammed into you know right in front of the driver's side and causes all kinds of havoc in the vehicle. That's a deadline. Poor car, poor dummy. They didn't know. We knew, thanks to a few things called neurons. Um, that's stupid. It's not just a few things called neurons. You know, honeybees have neurons too, but they they didn't know about the uh, IIHS. Um, what if the what if we devoted some resources to just turning the steering wheel? You know, there's nobody in the car, but you know, we could elect. Electrically, electro—you know, by radio and electrical, by actuators, turn the steering wheel. Now, you've uh, you've changed the deadline. You t- the deadline was we're about to crash into a wall, and then you turn a little knob, a little, you know, what do they call the pot thing—the the, uh, potentiometer—is that what? It is? Turn it. Radio signal. Car steers. Misses the wall. Allocate, resources have been allocated and have affected the deadline for that car you can do that with anything so that adds a lot of i mean it's it adds the human right like there's not a honeybee is not going to allocate those resources the whole hive could be capable of turning the relevant knob but they're not going to this is a human thing that happens this is not happening without us That's that's the, that's the gist of what what I want to call a deadline problem. How the heck are we supposed to allocate resources? Not, not how the heck, like we we do it, but darn it, it's so easy. I mean, look, what's think about the Fermi paradox—the idea that you know it seems like the the universe is a a good place to grow life, and we don't see any obvious evidence of it, unless it's hiding from us. Um, it seems like there might not be very much of it. Why? is everybody crashing into deadlines you know great filters is sometimes what the the phrase that's used and if so and and if you know what if we don't have a way of getting past the fog of the future you know how do you allocate resources the press you were on the precipice tony orb or ord um global catastrophic risks Deadline problem. Deadline problem. What's the real deadline? How do we allocate resources if we don't have, and it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be one. You don't have to be looking for the great filter or several filters. It could be one that's already obvious to us, like nuclear weapons, environmental collapse. You know, these are covered in the hypotheses. Um, That's just the beginning of the deadline problem. There is so much that, that follows from this problem. There is so much that seems like it might be worth doing in response to this problem. But first we had to introduce it. All right. That's it. Uh references from this segment will be in the show notes or linked in the in the P, in the RSS show notes. Full PDF notes will be at retrace.com. R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E dot com. This is retrace segment number twenty. And yeah, maybe we'll. Actually, I was going to say maybe we'll do it again tomorrow. We're going to do it again in about 10 minutes because we're going to do another segment here taking this a little bit further. Time's up.